Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha! In my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me. What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello. Welcome back to the Villa View. It's time for a very special podcast as Stephen Gerrard has been announced as the manager of Aston Villa Football Club today. So we've got a very, very special guest with us. We've got Andrew Simpson from the Ibrox channel and we've got Chris Dolan as ever. Not quite as special and there's probably a joke about an Englishman, an Irishman and a Scottish man somewhere to be had, but I'm not going to do that. We'll start with you, Andrew. Thank you for coming on because I presume you're a little bit upset. Well, yes, uh, we always thought this day was going to come, uh, that we were going to lose Stephen Gerrard at some point. Um, but uh, I didn't think we'd lose him so soon, and especially within a few days. Um, so, yes, it was a bit of a shock, but uh, but we're going to, you know, onwards and upwards, I guess. Yeah, we're going to come on to everything he's achieved at Rangers and what the Villa fans can expect. And Dolan, Andrew just alluded to it. All happened very quickly in the end. Villa identified Steven Gerrard as the number one target. And if there's one thing about this Aston Villa hierarchy and this Aston Villa board, they get things done quite quickly. They don't mess around. Mm, I mean, part of me thinks that uh, maybe he, he's been sounded out for for the the, the last um, the last few weeks. Um, I think, as we, as everyone seems to to allude to, I think I don't think it was exactly the five in a row that we've just gone through. I think it was the just the almost a capitulation from, from how good we, we started the season. Um, and then, you know, the stats, the stats for 2021 are, are pretty, pretty alarming. And I think as this, as this ownership uh, have, have constantly demonstrated is it's all about progression and, um, you know, in their eyes. And I think in a lot of the fans eyes, there was uh, to start of the season, just, there just hasn't been that progression since, uh, since January and especially since the start of the season. And um, yeah, obviously, it's tinged with sadness, but because um, you know we've lost a great man and Dean Smith, but it's you know also a day of excitement, and um, it's just great to see Villa all over the all over the media, and um, it's uh, it's a it's an exciting it's an exciting appointment, and only only time will tell. But firmly um, firmly believe I think I, I think you'll do I, I think you'll do a great job, and uh, 
you know, what a player like to have someone like Stephen Gerrard as, as the as the manager of of, of of your football club. It's uh, it's 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 quite a name, isn't it? Then word football. Yeah. I should say at this point, Dolan says we've been on the media all day. I should apologise because there's probably people that are absolutely sick to death of watching me and hearing from me today. So I can only apologise for that. Let's bring Andrew back in. Actually, before we bring Andrew back in, a quick word for our sponsors, Luke Roper. Thank them as ever for backing the channel. If you do want to treat yourself to some Luke Roper goods, if you use the code TVV20, you will get 20% off most items. Bring Andrew back in then. Steven Gerrard came in three and a bit years ago. Yeah. I think it was. Overall, did he surpass your expectation of what, where you thought he'd leave Rangers after that three years? Um, yes, I think um, mainly um, it's a little bit divided, um, but I would say yes, because um, that the... The plan was when he came in was to try and win the title within three years. Now, he had a massive rebuild job on his hands um, after we had Pedro Cachinha and we had um, Graham Murphy who was interim in charge. And since um, the administration in 2012 and coming back up through the leagues, um, we'd never really found our feet again. Uh, Gerard came in. And to be fair, very quickly managed to establish the team together quite well, uh, a style of play that was very attacking. Um, and, you know, we that season straight away when he came in, we were straight into the Europa League, you know, which is something we hadn't seen in years. So, yeah, it was it was brilliant. Yeah. And how, how impressive as, as a manager, but as, as a man, how impressive has he been at Rangers? Because it always strikes me that I felt he got Rangers, he understood mm. what Rangers were about, he, he dedicated himself to that fan base in the time he was there. Fans absolutely love it. You know, you, 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 you just off every word that he says, he just, he seemed to have it in his blood like he did with Liverpool, like he does with Liverpool. Um, uh, especially after things he has said, especially when we won the title, um, you know, it was, um, he was eager for more. I know he was disappointed with the cup competitions because um, we, we never actually won a domestic trophy other than the league. Um, but, you know, the fans absolutely, he loved it. He loved it. He was almost a fan himself. He saw the passion when we beat Celtic at Celtic Park back in 2019, which is the first time in um, the back end of a decade. And uh, he was just absolutely screaming into the camera. Yeah, he loved it. Yeah, and Dolan, how important is it going to be that he he embeds himself into it? I think I think he will. I think that is just just his character. Once he's in something, he's all in. He doesn't mess around. And you know, Villa will be his life now. Will be so so dedicated to putting Villa back up to, to where we want to be. But how, how important is that? Because we've obviously lost a manager who was one of us because he was a Villa fan. He did understand the fabric of the club. You know, Stephen Gerrard, even though he's not a Villa fan, I think he'll quite quickly like embed himself in. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, the guy's a winner, and I think what's been lacking at our football club over over the last decade is 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 that winning mentality, um, and bringing that bringing that into the football club. And I think you know we've seen over the, the past decade, there's been a lot of players that have taken the football club for a ride, and you know, Gerard doesn't seem to suffer fools gladly. Um, I'm going to say that I, I don't I don't mean he he manages with fear. I just think it's the standards that he sets. Um, I think it's the standards that he sets. Personally, professionally, um, you know, you look back at his career. You know, he, yes, he didn't win a league title at, at, at Liverpool, but for me, there, you know, you look at someone like Frank Lampard and what he won, and, and then Stephen Gerrard versus what he's won. There's something about Stephen Gerrard for me. There's something about him. There's an aura about him. There's a presence about him um, that uh, that excites me, you know. And 
I've always been a massive admirer of, of him uh, as a as a player. I just loved his his just his desire and his and his attitude and the fact that you know he could have gone to Chelsea back when just after they won the Champions League and I'm sure Rangers fans won't 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 agree but you know he was loyal he was loyal then to, to Liverpool but um well I think most Rangers fans will understand I think a club like Villa you know he's not he's not going to get he's not going to get a top 4 or a top 6 job at the minute and we all know that Scotland as a league is is mainly you know two or three clubs and uh, it's you know it's it's just not on the same level or in the same league as the Premier League. And Gerard belongs in the Premier League. He belongs at the top, top, top level. And yes, Rangers can provide Europe, and yes, he'll probably be in the Champions League next season. But I think he belongs domestically at the very, very top level. Um, and I can just uh, I just think it's the right fit. I think it's the right fit. Only time will tell. But um, I think what we need at the minute is is to be galvanised. And I think if there's one thing he can do is he can galvanise that team and he can galvanise the club. And um, I'm just really excited just to see, you know, his brand of football. And I'm sure Andrew can sort of talk more about that as well. Like the, I believe he plays a 4-3-3 and he's obviously quite expansive. But, um, you know, we all know Rangers are going to, you know, Rangers dominate 90% of, of football games. Rangers win more games than they, than they lose. So he's going to have to get used to not dominating games of football, he's going to have to get used to possibly losing more games than he than he's than he's used to. But um, but I think he I think he has all all the right attributes and um, and you know he's walking into a club not just owned by sort of the fourth or fifth richest owners in in the league, but he's walking into a club with probably one of the best academies in world football, um, some of the best training facilities in the country. And again, credit to Dean Smith and credit to the owners. It's it's usually unheard of that a manager leaves a club in a much, much, much better state than, than he found it in. And Dean Smith has done that. We are a club now. You can walk in and it, it's it's the it's it's the perfect job. I mean, what a job to come into Aston Villa with the owners we have, the money we have, the players we have, the squad, the fan base. It's um he, he just couldn't have turned it down. It just would have been impossible. Yeah, we're going to hear from Steven Gerrard next week. The press conference is scheduled for next week. It won't be tomorrow. Villa have said that it will be next week. Andrew, can you just talk to us a little bit about his playing style, his tactical style, how he likes to line up? Yeah, well, as you said, um, he does play with a 4-3-3. He has... um, it's been more of a 4-3-3 of late. He did originally use, I think it was a 4-2-3-1 where we used to have Morelos up at the top. Um, but he um, he started with the defence. The defence was the foundation. He and Gary McAllister identified that area was key. Um, as before they came in, we weren't too bad at scoring goals, but we were conceding way more. Um, we play the ball on the ground from the back. Um, Goldson, our right-sided centre-back, is very good with the ball at his feet. He comes forward and distributes, so that's another thing that they like with the playing style. Um, we like to work the ball back from the goalkeeper and pass it through um, from the back. Um, our wing-backs push forward much like, I guess, like with most modern teams, most modern wing-backs do push forward. Um, we like to use our wingers as um, extra strikers. So they like Gerard likes players that can cut in, take on men, um, like we have with Ryan Kent, Joe Rebo, um, that can take on man and be like extra strikers while the, the full-backs come in 
and fill them areas and act as wingers. Um, it's out of possession. Um, we hunt in packs. We try and win the ball back, close players down and inevitably force mistakes. Um, teams do find it hard to penetrate when we are we are very good at shutting teams out and the stats prove that um whether in europe or domestically um we don't generally concede much you know this season aside we have had a little bit of uh some a bit of a defensive wobble this Going year to um yeah <laughs> well yeah yeah um in scotland we have a bit of an issue um which took gerard a couple of seasons to kind of fix and that's the pack defenses unfortunately teams in scotland don't have great budgets so when we go to the hamiltons the st marins the livingstons they play quite defensively go for a low block um they're happy for it to have us to have the ball and you know we have to try and break them down we get very bogged down in these games and the ball was moving from side to side you know we would struggle to get along with that um but you know and we were struggling to find the answer to that. Um, um, when the season was ended due to COVID back in uh, 2020, uh, we had just lost at home to Hamilton 1-0, which was a bit of a shock. Uh, we were 13 points behind Celtic at that point. You know, Gerard did look devoid of ideas. Um, and he did say at the end of that defeat, you know, you'll have, have to take a long, hard think. And we all thought, well, maybe he's thinking about his, the job and everything. But then when the shutdown came along, him, Michael Beal, McAllister, um, they they used that time wisely. Um, they looked at the team and they looked at um, ways of opening up teams more. Um, Alfredo Morelos was a little bit key to this because um, originally we were using him as the kind of sole goal scorer because he was the banging in goals every game. Um, but then we, we were using him to hold up the ball more and bring the rest of the team into the play. Um we we then started to at least allow for space for people to fall in, to you know work into and we started opening up teams a bit better um we started to play a bit more intricate one two passes triangles and we we really did start to destroy teams um we we started adding a bit more variety to the way we play um and we finally did crack the code but it did take about two and a half seasons but he was, he was given so. time I guess that's the important thing all managers need that they need that time I mean he'll face different problems at Villa obviously Villa don't come up against a low block quite as often as I imagine Rangers do but can you I know Dolan's keen on this can you tell us a bit a, a bit about Beal a bit about Gary McAllister how important have they been because I know mm. Gerard's kind of more the, the figurehead isn't he of the setup you know they're like a one big yeah. team but they, they, when we say team you know they all have the specific roles or specific jobs yeah, definitely. You know, Gerard is what I would say is the face and the the motivator, the guy issues in regards, you know, if he has to have to speak to somebody, if there's any performance issues, things like that. McAllister is obviously the right hand man there, but Beal is the brains. He's the tactician. He's the guy that, that takes training. He works with the team um on the daily basis you know i think one of the players before andy halliday said that you know he'd be up at six in the morning planning the day's training before they get in at nine o'clock um and then he'll go home and watch like argentina under 18s and you know he was very um he's he's very into the tactical side of the game he has there has been some pieces um that have been on the internet before where he has been speaking about um tactics in the game because you know he he's been out in brazil um he was um at sao paulo as assistant there which is obviously culturally very different um mm. especially footballing wise um and 
uh, obviously you'll know Gary McAllister from um, obviously back at Villa under Hooley and then of course um, he, he was in from manager as well um, he just always seems to have been uh, Gerard's right hand man and just that team we all knew when Gerard the inevitable when he'd leave which to be fair we thought probably would be Liverpool that they'd all go together and uh, and obviously sadly for us that is the case because you know I think Beal is the one that uh, that is the genius, so to speak. Yeah. You know, he was highly rated at Liverpool. Jamie Carragher, you know, absolutely, you know, um, spoke highly of him there. You know, he, he was very involved with every, every level there at the academy at Liverpool. Yeah, it does sound like Bale is the real deal. And he's been linked with a few jobs actually recently, hasn't I think he's been mm-hmm. linked quite heavily with the Cardiff job. I think one day he actually does want to go on and be a manager. But by what you're, what you're saying, Andrew, it sounds like he does a fair bit as a coach. But it's, it's integral, isn't it, Dolan, that a, a manager... Gets, gets all the staff that he wants as well. There's no point getting in the manager without him having the team around him that has proved to be successful previously. Absolutely, you know, and, and these managers now they come, they come with, they come with the squad themselves. You know, yeah. they come with, uh, they come with the big backroom staff, and, and gone are the days when, uh, when it was just the manager that, that was coming in. Um, but now you're you're bringing a manager and at least four, five, six, seven other staff. Um, just on that, I was speaking to Neil to New Cutler earlier on, and he said he's um, he's definitely staying, which is great, great news. So Uncle Neil, know, he has uh, big cuts as work wonders with um, with Martinez and, and the entire goalkeeping team uh, at at Villa. So that's great news because uh, he's a he's a real top top coach and um, thought thought of very very highly uh, in the game, but. I think you're right. It'd just be, be be really interesting. Kind of, I want to hear more now from Jordan. Well, I want to hear I want to hear from Jordan in an Aston Villa seat. I want to hear what he's got to say. Um, you will next week. And I want to, uh, you know, I want to know what the plans are. But people are, you know, people are now kind of saying, oh, you know, is this a stepping stone? Is this, is this a stepping stone? If Gerard comes to Villa for three years, and after those three years gets the Liverpool job, it's only going to mean. One thing, he's done an amazing job at Aston Villa. He doesn't gonna, worry me at all. He's not going to get the Liverpool job if he comes to Villa and keeps us top ten, top twelve, because he won't even be in the Aston Villa job come come two, three years time. But if he if he joins us and, and works wonders and ends up going to Anfield in three or four years time, then it's only because he's done an incredible job at Aston Villa. So for me, it's a win win, and um, it's not a stepping stone. It will just be the natural. The natural progression that will be the next step. So for me, that's not what's here in sort of that sort of lazy journalism being branded about. Is this a, is this the stepping stone to to the, to the Liverpool? But for me, no. Um, it will be the stepping stone to another big job if he if he if he performs anywhere close to how he performed at Rangers. Yeah, it's not something that concerns me at all. I think you know. You can't complain about it either when, you know, we've just done the same thing to Rangers, essentially. Exactly. You know, exactly. Liverpool then come and do that to us. It's just the circle of football life. That, that, exactly. that's, that's the way it goes. Was B, am I right in thinking Rangers maybe would, would have fancied Bill to be Gerard's replacement? Yes, they would have. Um, that was definitely something that, you know, was spoke about over the, the past couple of years because we've kind of resigned ourselves to that Gerard would go at some point. Um, but I think in the back of our minds i think we all knew they'd all go together which is which is sad in a sense uh but it because it, it's left a big hole now that needs to be filled up at ibrox and um but you know what you'll benefit from it at aston villa because um they they work together very well yeah i don't want to kick you while you're down but obviously <laughs> we know when, when, a, when a new manager comes in you think 
Or maybe he'll take a couple of players from from his old team. Do you think there's anyone at Rangers oh. that he might that he might look at bringing in? Well, I know that Ryan Kent. Um, He's the logical you know, he, one, isn't he? Um, yeah, he. We got him on loan from Liverpool back in, um, I think it was 2019, and uh, he was just phenomenal. And um, yeah, we ended up buying him for seven million, which, to be fair, doesn't seem like a lot of money in the Premier League, but for Rangers, you know, that was a lot of money to fork out for. Yeah, Um, we even turned down Leeds a couple of times. I think Leeds had a 10 million pound bid for him at the time, and he did um, a couple of times. I don't know if it was an actual official bid, but you know, there was rumours at the time that Leeds were interested. Um, I think the Gerrard effect, you know. I think players wanted to be there to play for Gerard, and I think that's something now where you might have somebody like um, somebody like even Connor Goldson. You know, I know he's not really had the best season this year, but he was our rock of our defence last year. He was absolutely fantastic. You know, I could see him potentially coming down here. Glenn Kamara, um, who we purchased for £50,000 from Dundee, uh, who's uh, Finland International. He's absolutely fantastic. I think Arsenal were even interested in him uh, in the summer. Um, I do think we could lose those three mainly. Um yeah, it's. Uh, I'm going to start crying in a minute. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, it's horrible to think about for you. For you, I guess yeah. at, uh, at this point, so raw as well. Who, who just out of interest, do, do we know who the who the Rangers might might replace him with? Well, do you know what? Believe it or not, one um, at the minute the favourite seems to be Giovanni Van Bronckhurst. Mm. Oh yeah, um, yeah. but uh, actually the name Dean Smith's been mentioned as well. So you never know if, if that does happen. There might be another crossover podcast possibly. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, Oh, I just hope so? it's done quickly. Yeah, yeah he's Jesus also been be, mentioned as well. Yeah, yeah. As well. yeah. yeah. I think, I think uh, you know, I think, I think that's what those those kind of club need. And um, you know, didn't really particularly work out with Neil Lennon um, in terms of like ex players going back. But um, I think a club like Rangers, it, it just needs a figurehead to galvanise the entire club. And mm. you've seen some of the appointments you've made over the last sort of few years, and they've been they've been atrocious, you know, and. Yeah. I think when you manage teams like Celtic and, and like Rangers and, and and any of the big clubs, you need to you need to get it, you need to understand it. And mm. um, for me, someone like Van Bronckhorst coming in is is a is a is a perfect is a perfect fit. You've even got people like Loudrop there. You could get back, you know, pl- managers with really really good pedigrees who can who can you know mm. you can uh, just kick on. Because as, as somebody said in the in the comment box as well below. Um, Gerard's left Rangers in a, in in one hell of a of a hell of a healthy position as well. You know, yeah. he's left. Again, he's left a club where somebody can walk in and not have to change an awful lot, you know, and keep keep the same setup, keep the same players, keep the same formation. You know, they're still in Europe. They've got a cup semi final coming up next week, and they're you know they're they're easily once once I think they find their form in in, in the league, which they haven't yet. I don't think um, then then there's no doubt you can go on and, and win the league. And then as as we know in Scotland next season, you win the league, you're in you're in the uh, in the mm-hmm. Champions League. Straight in there, so, aren't you? Yeah. And financially, that is that is like like winning the treble. Um, so yeah. Again, what a job that to take on, and you know, and the words to, to, from where Gerard got Rangers, where he like from you know what he inherited was a mess. It was a shambles. And, it was. Um. You know, I follow I follow football across all leagues, but obviously I've always kept an eye on Rangers and Celtic. Uh, being from Belfast, there's always been that that Rangers and Celtic. So um, there's all you know. I've always I've always known what's what's been going on, and and um, it was a, it was a it was a shit show. So from again, mm. we talk about Gerard and and people said, oh, well, he's only won one trophy in nine. 
I look at it as in he's closed the gap beyond yes. all recognition. Like, you know, I mean, the, the, it was it was that they were a laughing stock um, Rangers mm. in that division, and um, he came in and he made them popular again amongst amongst not only the Rangers fans but against uh, but amongst football fans. And some of those, some of those, yeah, no, yeah, I agree. Some of those European nights that, that you've had as well, um, you know, some of those victories that you've had um, in Europe, it's it's absolutely it's absolutely incredible. So, for again, what a what a job for anyone to walk into. What what a great job. So for me, yeah, I'm sure you're gutted, but it's not like he's left you in in the lurch in the sense that you know you're in a you're in a mess. I think he's left you in a phenomenal in a phenomenal position mm-hmm. and. Um, I actually didn't realize he'd been there for three three seasons, three and a half seasons, which is, again is quite, quite 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 a quite a lengthy time for a mm. modern manager these days to stay to stay yeah, with the club. Right. So uh, for me, can't really can't really not the guy, you know. But again, listen, we've we've lost managers over the years and players over the years. Like look at like Jack Grealish, that was that was such a such a mm. tough one to take, but. Um, you know, once once uh, once you get your first victory on, under your belt with the new manager, I think you know you'll be, you know, we'll get beat by Brighton and you'll you'll smash whoever you're playing next. And it'll be like, oh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think I think it'll be absolutely fine, mate. Well, I think what Gerard did, what was he did quite well, was he understood uh, how it is in Scotland. It's a goldfish bowl up there. If you have a couple of draws and a loss, you're in a crisis. Um, there's been many managers that have gone up there before, you know, with the Premier League pedigree like John Barnes. It didn't work out from at Celtic. Um, you know, Gerard has that Premier League experience. He knows what he's coming down to now at Villa. He knows the club. He knows the league. Um, you know, the next few games are going to be very interesting. And to be fair, the first game against Liverpool is going to be one hell of a game, I think. Yeah. Can you talk to us a little bit about the European nods? Because that, mm. that's where we want to get to ultimately. You know, we'd like to be knocking around the Europa League, mm. having some European football back at back at Villa Park. What what were they like? Fantastic. One of the best games, uh, you know, straight to the head was the, the Porto match at home uh, where we won 2-0. Um, and the, the thing what was funny was those seasons, especially because I think that was the 2019-2020 season, um, we were struggling in the league. Uh, we would we'd be drawing games, dropping points, needless points everywhere. But in Europe, we were doing very well because of the attacking play of football. It, because we weren't playing against packed defences, it worked much better. Mm-hmm. We're playing against attacking teams to leave themselves a little bit more open. But Gerard, he's got that ethos of attack. You know, attack is the best form of defence. And he, there was one thing we did um, when we finally did beat Celtic for the first time in, you know, however how long. He, he, he called it empty the tank. We put in an empty the tank performance. And that created yeah. a psychological shift. And then almost like we lost that fear of playing Celtic. And to be fair, you know, they haven't beaten us in two years now. It was, it was a bit similar to that in Europe. We didn't have a fear. There was no expectation for us to do anything in Europe. And we seemed to play better with that. Um, obviously, that's more of a psychological thing. Um, you know, you know, you're experienced in Europe from, you know, obviously in the past, you know, you've, you've had, you know, many, you know, wonderful occasions in Europe. So, um, you know, that's, I think Gerard is somebody that, can get you into obviously the Europa League and obviously I know there's not as many people like it but there is the Europa Conference as well um, you know he's obviously very experienced in that area and we did get to the last 16 two years in a row uh, but I think we just ran a little bit on empty when we got to them points I think yeah. we've done a good job of upsetting you so far <laughs> on this podcast let, let, let's cheer you up a little bit because you must be excited for him to work with John McGinn I guess <laughs> 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 
that must be quite exciting for you. Yeah, yeah. The McGinn brothers themselves are you know, obviously very well known in Scotland, and obviously John McGinn is fantastic. You know, he's he's been phenomenal for Scotland. We're actually starting to get a national side together where we're starting to actually get some decent players together now. And I just hope we can uh, qualify, um, you know, for the World Cup. We always seem to put in a good performance, much like Aston Villa, to be fair. We'll put in a good performance against the big teams and then uh, we'll go to some outpost and probably lose 2-0. But uh, that's the life of a Scotland fan for you. What's in his in-tray then, Dolan? He's got, got a few things he probably that he needs, he needs to work on the defence at the moment, being one of one of the main ones. I mean, to be honest, I say the defence, you know, the midfield and the attack needs, needs a little bit of work at the moment. But the players are there. They're not bad players. We've just hit a really bad run of form. Yeah, yeah, I think that that would be a big, a big, a big remit for him. Is he, don't, he doesn't need to spend huge, huge amount of money because the squad's there, like the talent's there. I mean, there's obviously there's a few few positions that we need to improve on, and he, he'll want to bring in his own personnel, but. There's a few things, you know, does he keep Mings on as captain? That's another thing, you know. Um, I'd have thought so. I'd have thought so. Um, but for me, our biggest weakness has uh, has been, and, and you know, pretty much throughout my Villa, um, my, 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 my Villa supporting life has been our, our midfield. And we've, we've never really, you know, there's been, we've always had like one or two quality players that have ended up sort of, moving on but it's just getting that midfield getting that, that, that midfield right and it wasn't addressed it wasn't addressed in the summertime and you saw against Southampton I mean to see Southampton just rip us to shreds and, and just play through us was um, was a hard watch and if there's one thing you can do it's improve the midfield and I think once we improve the midfield then 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 everything then tightens up I think it must be a nightmare uh, as, a, as that back four slash back five having no protection, absolutely no protection in front of you. You know, players are just running right past our midfields, completely bypassing us. So um, I was saying off air there, uh, you know, could you imagine again, not only for Gerard, but for players like Jacob Ramsey and Chuck Omega and even Sanson might get, get, get a look. And, you know, there are some really, really good midfielders at our football club, but I just don't think they've been utilised in the right way. But, um, yeah, there's some there's some talents, there's some talented midfielders there, especially in the academy. And um, you know, imagine being coached by by someone like Stephen Jar. It'll, it'll be it'll be really it'll be something. It'll be it'll be exciting. But yeah, um, the big thing for him is uh, get a settled formation, get the players fit, get them fit because we just look miles off it in terms of fitness, miles off it. So yeah, those are the two the two big things. Get that get that a settled formation get the team back fully fit and once we've got a full a full strength squad to to, to, to choose from then um I think um yeah I think we'll we'll be okay. Andrew delighted to hear that we've got problems in midfield after what you said about Kamara. Had <laughs> just music to your ears, wasn't it? Oh as long as it's not fifty K you want to pay for him then that's fine. Yeah I was gonna say you might be making a bit more than fifty K this 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 time <laughs> twenty million. 20. You know, he might be what, what I, I can't claim to have seen absolutely loads of him, but again, he feels like a logical January transfer to me. What what kind of midfielder is he? Oh, he's just he's just a joy to watch. He's he he's somebody that's eager to get the ball, push forward, and just he would he would take a man on. He's he's very intricate. He works very well with um with Joe Rebo, who uh, we got from Charlton a couple of years ago. Um, he's just a very solid midfielder. Um, he used he used to play quite well with Ryan Jack. Um, in a defensive way, Gerard used to play them that way first. So he used to hold 
um, Kamara's kind of, I guess, ability back a little bit because he would have him a bit more defensively minded. But uh, attacking, he's fantastic. He scored a great goal against um, Benfica uh, last season, and uh, to be scored uh, against Ross County as well there at the at the last weekend. And yeah, no, he's a fantastic player. He's he's somebody as well you can see that can go so far. Arsenal were interested in him. Um, I think he probably would be a good fit in an Arsenal team. You can see with the way he plays. Um, but yeah, he could he could potentially sort out Villa's problems. Yeah. No, just on that on that, Andrew. Are there any players in 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 Scotland in general at the minute that you know? Obviously, Gerard will know the league and he and he'll know he'll know the, uh, the you know the the squads inside out. Um, are there any players that you could see, um, you know, making that step up to the Premier League? Not just not just at Rangers, but across across the SPL. Maybe possibly O'Donnell at Motherwell. Um, at, possibly, uh, maybe not for Aston Villa. He's like he's like a right back. He plays for the Scotland national team. Um, it's probably a few players maybe over at Hibernian because they play like a kind of attacking football. Yeah. Um, no one's no one. No one's sticking out at the then. minute. Yeah. Um, no. Possibly, I would say maybe a couple of people at Celtic, to be fair, maybe for a hashi, but then he's only just joined there this year. He seems to be banging in some goals very fast. Um, but yeah, it will be interesting. I think for Gerard, the, the, the biggest thing is the connection to Liverpool and mm-hmm. to the potential loan um, deals that you might get from there. Because, you know, we we went through, uh, we had like uh, over Yajaria, um, Joe Ojo, uh, obviously Ryan Kent. Uh, and it was fantastic because obviously with loan deals, you know, a couple of them didn't really work out. Then they just go back to Liverpool. Obviously, Liverpool mm. will want to see some development, obviously. Um, and, you know, that could be something where, you know, it, it might work for both parties where, you know, Gerard with his connections might bring over a few players because, you know, they have got a fantastic academy over there and uh, their reserve team are brilliant as well. So, Just before we depart... What would you say is the, the single best attribute of Steven Gerrard as a manager? I realise that's a, a killer question just to put you on the spot there, but what's the one thing that you would say makes him stand out as a manager? I think his aura. I think uh, players just eat out of his hand. I think he has a dressing room. Um, you know, I look back to Istanbul. You know, this is when there was talk of us getting Gerrard. You know, it was pretty much, I think, written off by a lot of people. Now he won't come to Scotland. And I said, you know, I'd love him. You know, when you look at Istanbul, you know, 3-0 down at half time. you know, we all remember that game and Gerard just willing that team, you know, on. And you could see it, you know, he was screaming, shouting. That's a manager that you want. That's somebody you want to motivate a team. You know, he's very, you know, players will listen to him. Players will eat out of his hands, you know. And I think, especially when you've got him as a motivator, Michael Beale is the tactician. I think you're not going to go too far wrong. Sadly. <laughs> yeah, I will say actually some good podcasts out there. I watched the High Performance podcast mm. with Jay Humphrey and, yeah. and Stephen Gerrard yesterday. Really, really good watch. If you want to know more about his character, there's also the film, Gerrard the Mover. I think that's knocking around on, on Amazon as well. I, I actually happened to watch that recently anyway before I knew anything about Stephen Gerrard coming to Villa. So yeah, there is a lot of media out there. If you do want to look at it, Villa fans, it, the High Performance podcast it, is well worth a watch and I'm sure that'll get a lot of fans very, very excited. So thanks for joining us today. Andrew, really, really appreciate no it. And thanks as ever to Dolan as well. And a final thanks to our sponsors, Luke Roper, who continue to back us. Get 20% off at Luke with the code TVV20. 20% off full price items, 20% off stuff in the sale as well. So that's an extra 20%. So yeah, go and check that out. 
Enjoy your Friday. Enjoy the weekend. We'll be back next week with some content and up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.